the Dorky Diva Show. I'm your host, Savannah. And I'm, I'm Brian. Yeah, here to talk a little bit of Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Did you just uh, age like 70 years overnight? No, no, um, I did that naturally, actually. <laughs> it just kind of happens. I didn't really need to do anything. <laughs> you know, but we're, we're here to talk some Star Wars, specifically the Clone Wars. Uh, season four is what we're on. Mm-hmm. It's a good season. It's a real good season. Uh, there's a lot here to enjoy. Uh, let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. So. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, go on. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about the first 10 episodes of season four. And we're doing this so we can split up the show into two different episodes. Um, so yeah. we don't have one long episode about season That's four. We ain't got a whole I lot of energy I today. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like, I ain't got a whole lot of energy, that's why we had to split it into two. I take my nap after the first ten. Uh, but we're going to do what we do here at the Dark Adiva Show. Uh, we're going to get you guys through it. It's going to be a little slower than normal, but we'll get we'll get to where we're going. <laughs> okay, I'm going to, like, cry. That's all I got. My throat hurts. <laughs> oh, that was Hi, great. Guys. Okay, I'm Brian. so regular Brian is back now. <laughs> there's no such thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <no word. laughs> yep, so Clone Wars. Uh, <laughs> Let's yes. talk about it. <laughs> We're going to talk about the first 10 episodes of season four today because instead of talking about the first half, which would be 11 episodes, we would be starting with an episode from a new arc. And so we're just mm-hmm. going to stop after an arc and then next time we'll pick up with the next arc. Um, yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's right there. Like I... I, it, my throat like wants to continue doing the voice, but I'm like, no, get back there. Yeah. He needs a new name. He can't be Brian. Um, Got to figure something out. Let's call him Dwayne. Dwayne. I love that name. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne Pinkerton. <laughs> <laughs> I was a banker for most of my life. I retired and started podcasting. Oh, my God. <laughs> How do you do this? I don't know. All right. M- my poor <laughs> wife. <laughs> <laughs> poor Monique. I know. Uh, okay. So Season four. B- Focus. B- before we started <laughs> recording, I was telling Brian, a.k.a. Dwayne, that <laughs> um, Both of I, s- I really remember watching this season because this was like the peak of my Clone Wars fandom. I was blogging a lot at the time, and I actually found my old blog, which is not public anymore, but I have access to like the back end. Um and I found that I reviewed every single episode from season four, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and 15-year-old Savannah had a lot to say about these episodes. Not a lot of nice things. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I thought it would be fun to sort of talk about some of my thoughts from when I first saw these episodes to how I feel about them now. <laughs> because Love it. It's they, like a time capsule. Man, I was just crazy back then. I was... Back then? I mean, I had a lot of really strong opinions back then. You think I'm? I have strong back opinions then. now. Ooh, you just wait, Brian. You just wait. Yeah, um, <laughs> like Tiny Savannah was way less uh, shy about it. Yeah. So <laughs> when each episode came out, like I was watching it on Cartoon Network, so I saw one episode, and then there was a preview for the next episode, and then I had to wait a week to see what happens next. And there was also like a mid-season break, and it was just a lot of waiting. 
-hmm. whereas you saw it on Netflix and just watched them in order probably at the same time. So I feel like uh, there was a lot more suspense and genuine reactions to these episodes when I first saw them because I had to wait so long in between episodes. Um, Sure. I was also telling Brian that I remember having like a season four premiere party, but it was just my mom and I. (laughs) But I was... That's all you need, really. uh, It's all you need is your mom (laughs) and yourself. Yep. And I made like Star Wars cupcakes and I had like my favorite Star Wars shirt on and it was just a really exciting time. Um, I love all of this. It was great. I think I made chocolate cupcakes with chocolate icing. And I had these little stencils that said Star Wars. Um, And I read that you could use powdered sugar to like put a design on your cupcakes through the stencil. What? Well, guess what? It doesn't work because the powdered sugar (laughs) soaks into the icing and it just dissolves. So I was really disappointed. I made the cupcakes ahead of time in the afternoon and then the episode premiered at night. And by the time I was ready to eat my cupcake during the premiere, um... Powdered sugar was gone. Huh. It it became one with the cupcake. It, it was there. It, yeah. You just had to believe it was there. It became one with the force. You know? Um, so technically still on brand. Well done. They still tasted great. So that was... I believe it. That was a bonus. Um, but yeah. So season four opens with the Mon Cal arc. We'll call it that. I don't know what to yep. call it. We'll call I it. I call it that too. Oh, great. Perfect. Um, yeah. Synergy. Synergy. And these episodes take place all underwater, which is insane. Pretty because, cool. Because, uh, you know, we, we see some underwater stuff in the Clone Wars, but not to the extent of what we see here. Um, this mm-hmm. was like a really big deal for their animation department because they had to figure out how to, you know, make the characters look like they were constantly moving under the water and floating and different camera techniques. And there were lots of bubbles. I heard they ran out of their bubble budget very quickly. Who oh, knew really? there was such a thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess they ran out of their bubble budget um, very quickly. And um, so we start with the episode called Water War. And yep. we're introduced to a new character named Prince Lee Char. And his father, the yes. king of Moncala, was assassinated. So now Lee Char is in command. And he is a little inexperienced uh, <laughs> slash nervous. <laughs> doesn't Fair. really seem to know what he's doing. Um, and mm-hmm. they're trying... On the brink to, of a civil war. Yeah, they're having <laughs> a civil war, and they're trying to find peace with uh, the Quarren, which are mm-hmm. little, like, squid-like um, creatures. Squid heads. Squid heads, yeah. And if you're not familiar with what the Mon Calamari people are, it's Admiral Akbar's species. So if you know Akbar, boom, we're done. Um, yeah, <laughs> and Ak- mission accomplished. Akbar is actually in these episodes as Captain Akbar, and I remember this was like a really big deal when I first saw it because um, I always liked Admiral Akbar, and I was like, oh, he's like a little Same. young whippersnapper here. Um, so that was really cool. Um, Agreed. But Padme and Anakin are sent by the Republic to go to Moncala and figure out, you know, what's going on and kind of help intervene, but. Uh, the Quarren are just like, no, we're good. We, uh, we're going to take care of this with a war. Um, yeah. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. And uh, they are joined by the Separatists, and they have like a ton of these crazy-looking aqua droids. And mm-hmm. basically the Jedi have to help fight with the Mon Calic because they're not as prepared to go to war. Um, and we see this awesome new 
line of clone troopers. They're scuba troopers. And mm-hmm. I remember Dave Filoni saying in an interview one time that he was most excited to um, to announce these scuba troopers because he knew people would make them as costumes and he just wanted to see people walking around in clone armor with flippers at conventions. Yeah. Mind you, I've <laughs> never seen a scuba trooper in my life in person, so maybe that didn't work out so well for him. That's um, what you get, Dave. Yeah, that's what you get. Um and I named your own man Dwayne because this first episode is actually directed by someone named Dwayne. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Dwayne Dunham. And Dunham. apparently Dwayne was 5,000 characters over budget because Sounds about right. there are just so many characters in these first episodes. Like there's so many different battle droids and clones and all the Mon Calamari people all the Quarren, and then we have multiple Jedi. So we have Anakin, we have Ahsoka, we have Kit Fisto, like tons and tons and tons of people. Um, And we also get a new character who is probably Mm -hmm. the one true love of my life next to Cad Bane. His name is Rift Mm -hmm. Hampson. It is. (laughs) He's a shark man. He's a shark man, guys. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And they never made an action figure of him. They didn't. I, yeah. But you know what? His roar is really scary. That's my favorite part about him. That makes sense. Given what I know about you, that makes sense. He's scary. He's very scary. He also kills people with his face. He just rips their heads off. With his mouth. But here's the funny thing. Anytime someone really dies, not not in every situation, but most of the situations in in this arc when people die they're just like covered up by bubbles <laughs> and Dave Filoni goes <laughs> bubbles make everything less violent I mean I just love it fair he's right I just love it <laughs> we're just gonna bubble them up and uh, that gets rid of the blood yeah it's just such a violent character uh I mean with his face Savannah it's not like he grabs them first and then chomps at him like he just he, he just, just bites them like a shark yeah uh, that's that's why when in this episode uh, in this arc when he bites Padme's face, oh, it God. is like pokes a tiny little hole in there. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, that's really dramatic. Yeah, and I think wow. in order to seal that hole, Jar Jar had to spit on her, right? He did. Yeah, oh, <laughs> coming to the rescue. There's again. a lot of Jar Jar going on this season. My man, our man, who was not yeah. my man apparently when I was 15 years old. Oh really? Ooh, I did not like him. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't know why. Tiny Savannah was not into it. Uh, this is the beginning of my review on one of the later episodes called Shadow Warrior. But just to give you some perspective on my thoughts on Jar Jar, I said, oh, no. first off, I am not a fan of Jar Jar or the Gungans oh. as a whole. So instead oh, of ranting goodness. on about how much I hate Jar Jar in the Gungans, I'm just going to <gasps> ignore them. Okay, moving on. Wow. What the heck? And then I go on to talk about how much I hate Padme. I'm just like, wow, child. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? I was an angry child. I was. Let this be a testament to change. Yeah, anyone can change. You you came around. I did. You you didn't just say, you're like, I don't like Jar Jar. And then six words later, you're you're like, I actually hate Jar Jar and the entirety of the Gungans. Yeah. My goodness, Tiny Savannah was angry. I know. I only cared about clone troopers at that time. That makes sense. Everything else was dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) Clones or get out. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) One thing I like about this arc is the fact that the Gungans come and save the day. I know. They do. 
So they call it's in cool. uh, they call in the Gungans, and Kifisto is actually in these episodes as like shirtless underwater man, which is like a callback to um, yeah. the micro series. And I remember they had this game on StarWars.com like many many moons ago, where you could play as oh, shirtless yes. Kifisto underwater. And I used to play that video game like all the time. Same. Yeah. Same. There was a the there was a Kifisto game, and I remember there was a Ventress game, but I I thought yep. there was a third one, but I can't remember what it was. The Ventress one was when she was like in the arena. Yes. Yep. She had like black yeah, so eyes. Cool. Yeah. God, so good. Yeah. Um. So good. Before we get into like the actual story of this arc, I really like the design of these episodes. Like, mm-hmm. they had to create an underwater world because we've really only seen like Otogunga and that planet or you know part of the planet has um Mm -hmm. like underwater buildings and you can go into those buildings and then it's dry but in the in moncala like everything is underwater and so they have these arenas where they have speeches and you notice there's really no like steps it's just like a big basin and everyone just kind of floats around in it um and there's like holes where they can swim out or swim in and um they have these tubes all over the city that have like mm-hmm. water streams in them to get you from point to point very quickly within the city. And I just think that's so awesome. It's like a hamster city, guys. It's like tube city. It is. Um, it's so cool. And Dave Filoni was saying that they had to kind of create something like that because having sidewalks underwater is pointless. But they needed, an, point. uh, they needed a way to get them from, from one place to the next very quickly. Um, and I thought that was just really neat. And they introduced like a lot of different um, vehicles, like underwater vehicles. And they have these, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what you call them, but they're like, they're like. Like jet things? Yeah, they. it's like a. I don't even, like a sled it's that you You propel? hold on to and then it like propels yeah. you through the water, like pulls you through the water. Um it's cool. Yeah, it's really neat. And they have like... I want one. I want one too. That would be so awesome. But I'd need one of those helmets that they wear so you can breathe underwater. Definitely. Yeah. So all of the uh, human characters or close to human like Ahsoka, um, they mm-hmm. have to wear scuba suits with uh, like... Um, what do they call that on their heads? Um Flashlights. Like a bubble. It's like a bubble. <laughs> what, what the heck is that? It's, helmet. I guess it would what, what be a helmet. What do you call it a helmet? I feel like... Uh, they call them scuba helmets. Oh, okay. All right. I guess that's... I feel like there should be a different word for that, but whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, there might be. We're not underwater people, Savannah. We're not underwater people. <laughs> um, but Kifisto can breathe underwater, so that's pretty neat because he is... That he can. ...from a water planet. Um, and then, yeah. So can Jar Jar. Oh, yeah. Yep. All the Gungans can breathe underwater, and the droids mm-hmm. can breathe underwater because they're not... Because they don't breathe. Ah, ah, yep. ah, ah. And all the uh, Quarren and Moncala people, all the Moncalamari people can breathe because that's their home. Because that's what they do. That's what they do. Um, but I, re- I remember being really excited when they had uh, these new like scuba outfits. And I think yep. I think they ended up making action figures for them. I can't remember. Um, Probably. I feel like there's an action figure for pretty much every clone at some point. I feel like there is a uh, there is an Ahsoka scuba action figure. I think can't remember. But Ooh, I can't remember. I just thought it was really neat. Um, and I think the the clone ones are really interesting. And there's like Commander Monk, and they have their little flippers and stuff. 
Um, I agree. So overall, I really, really like the design of these episodes because it just brought something completely new into what we know about, you know, the Star Wars galaxy. Um, yep. And it gave us a lot of context for like Admiral Akbar and what he is like and gave us some backstory on him, which was really cool. Um, but back to the story. Yeah. <laughs> so the the Gungans and like specifically I you know, Jar Jar, they come to save the day. And all of their mm-hmm. people are warriors and they take down all the uh separatist droids. Uh but then we're left with Tamson, Riff Tamson. Um yes. and, and his buddies. And his buddies, yeah. He has I think that creature is called um a shark no a shark man hang on i have a man to, shark i have to look up what he is because um carcadon i just remembered it it's a carcadon carcadon aka shark man shark man so he has like these little carcadon people and by the way we see more carcadons later on in this episode on land which is really weird so apparently they are okay on land um strange yeah Really weird. Um, <laughs> so Lee Char has decided to face Tamsin and get, oh boy. get rid of him. Uh, and we get this really awesome death scene that's very reminiscent of a certain shark movie directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and the M- Spielberg. Spiel- Spielberg. <laughs> Spielberg. And it's called The Meg. <laughs> 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 and he ends up dying, and I was really really sad when that happened yeah i was kind of glad because he scared me i thought he was so it's bad. like he is a he is a real problem i mean lee char like barely escaped oh i know he was fast yeah yeah they have this like crazy chase scene basically through their underwater world and lee char is like trying to get away and um tamson is saying that he was the one who killed lee char's father and they have these, uh, he killed them with these knives that like blow up. It's so crazy. So you yeah. stab the person with it. And then it's basically like a bomb, which is awesome because how else are you going to kill people underwater? Like you can't just like That's throw true. a grenade at them because it's just going to float away. Like it's amazing that they yeah. c- came up with something like that. That totally makes sense in their world. I agree. Crazy. I agree. And cool then, little thing. After peace is restored, Princely Char becomes the king. He does, which is, which is cool. Really cool. I remember I really liked his character from the very beginning. Um, Lee Char? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, you can tell like he just really wants peace, and he's not a violent person. He's a little timid, but he stepped up when he needed to, and I think he just needed a little help to get there. Um Agreed. And he ends up... Oh, wait. I don't know if I want to say this. I was going to say something, and then I realized it's probably a really big spoiler. Uh-huh. You know what I'm going to talk about. I know what well, you're going to talk about. Well, let's just leave that out, because that is a spoiler. Um, yeah. We'll just say... <laughs> it's not the last time we see yeah, him. Yeah, it's not the last time we see him. He shows up in another piece of Star Wars lore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you follow or if you subscribe to the Dorky Diva patron... Patreon, yep. if you're a patron, um, we might be talking about that kind of soon. So maybe just uh, you know, take that as it's you true. will. You know what I love about uh, the Mon Cala arc is so 
you know, I'm all about the alien cultures and whatnot and learning about how they live and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Akbar was always one of my favorite aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I like fi- seeing what Mon Cala looks like because later on in the canon, you find out that the Mon Cal ships were actually buildings yes. from Mon Cala, And they just like outfitted them to become ships and they left the planet surface yes. and became ships. Like, what? Amazing. What? They're such smart people. They really are. Like the fact that Radis was like a mayor and he just took his building and made it into the ship that we see in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's awesome. I know. I'm into it. I really enjoyed this arc when I first saw it. I remember uh, I felt like some of the episodes were a little slow, but at the end I gave the arc a 9 out of 10 on my old blog, so it must have impressed me. Oh, even with all the Gungans? Even the, here's what I said. Here's what I said about the episode Gungan Attack, which is the second one. I said, this was oh a decent episode. However, I couldn't allow myself to fall in love with it because the plot was a bit <gasps> slow. And I have a strong hatred towards Gungans, especially Jar Jar Binks. The animation, although, was done brilliantly. Six out of ten. Like, who My was goodness. I at this time? Who did I think I was? Man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tiny Savannah would have hated me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wrote about Riff Tamsin. I like said this it. about Riff Tamsin. I said, <laughs> after watching him frighten Padme and blow up his oh. enemies with knife bombs, I knew he was the perfect <laughs> villain. <laughs> that You know what? That makes sense. I am a psychopath. <laughs> See, that part never changed, though. That's the fun. <laughs> That's the fun of it all. <laughs> it's like you learned, you learned to allow yourself to enjoy Gungans and Jar Jar. But uh, the, the flair, for, <laughs> the flair for violent murder was always there and remains today. Oh, man. My goodness. I remember... That's um, so funny. Because I couldn't find any merchandise with Riff Tamsin on it. Uh, my brother is an artist, and I asked him to draw me a picture of Riff Tamsin, and I ended up... Um, like, he drew me a really cool picture of him, and I framed it, and I put heart stickers all around the frame as, Did like, you? a border. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's probably at my parents' house, but I know for sure I still have that today. So maybe one oh day God. when I go back to my parents' house and gather up some of my old treasures, I will post a photo of it because I know for sure that I definitely still have it. That is amazing. I was in love with him. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I'm just like <laughs> cracking up at all my horrific uh, opinions. I love This is that why this blog is it. no longer public. This is why. Because I knew yeah. that the world was not ready for Teenage Savannah. Yeah. for I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> this is so great, though, that you have this little like time capsule of hatred that we can dip into. And you know what? It wasn't <laughs> all hatred. You'll see. After, after we get past this next episode, it was like 100% love. So. That's so funny, though. I couldn't allow myself. I couldn't allow, like, <laughs> who writes like that? I mean, you do, uh. <laughs> Who is this person? And then you look into the mirror, and it's you <laughs> looking back. <laughs> oh man. Ah, see, people change. <laughs> yeah, thank God, people change. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, my goodness. Yeah. So the next one, the next episode, yeah. I was not very fond of either. Um, I can imagine. <laughs> I wonder why. I gave it a 6 out of 10, which is a lot higher than I thought I would. Still not an F. Still not an F. <laughs> you know, that's a D. D is passing. <laughs> is it? It is in my house. Okay. <laughs> you know, I graduated. <laughs> Just barely. 
it's not an F. The next episode is called Shadow Warrior, and this is another very Gungan slash Jar Jar centric Mm -hmm. episode. It's like we get one key Jar Jar episode a season, sometimes maybe two, and this one is it. Like this is the Jar Jar episode. Um, I like it. Oh man, Tiny Savannah. I, so, so what did Tiny Savannah think of when you first saw this episode? Well, this was the one where I said, um, "This is the one where I talked about my hatred for the Gungans." Um, oh my god! I had I had pretty positive um, notes after that, and this is the one where I gave mm-hmm. it a six out of ten. Um, I liked Padme in this episode, which was shocking. I said, no. I've never been a fan of Padme Amidala. Um, this is horrible, but I'm just going to read it. Uh, oh. Her portrayal by Natalie Portman in the prequels irritated me. And her oh. look in the Clone Wars has been disappointing. However, oh Shadow God. Warrior really changed my view of Padme. I absolutely Ooh. loved her outfit, and the animation of her hair was much better than previous episodes. Uh, oh. Also, I'm only talking about her appearance <laughs> i'm not talking about her as a person <laughs> as a character um oh i guess i did i did say something um i hate oh. seeing female characters pushed to the sidelines when a battle is on the line but padme definitely proved her worth oh, okay there all right go. well i guess that's nope. better than everything yeah that was else. a r- roller coaster of a sentence yeah <laughs> my goodness <laughs> I don't like this, blah, blah, blah. But this was pretty good. But then this happened. But you know what? Not bad. I know. This is why this is not on the internet anymore. And for anyone that was it's about to following be. me at this time, just God bless you for sticking around. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, wow. That's, uh, that's a bit. Uh-huh. It's a bit to digest. <laughs> <laughs> so My goodness. in this episode, uh, there's a new leader of the Gungans, and his name is Boss Leone. So Boss mm-hmm. Nass is no longer the man in charge, um, mm-hmm. and he's injured, and they need someone to kind of take his place so that the rest of the Gungans will go along with this plan to um, stop the Separatist invasion. And yep. who's the perfect man for the job? Who looks just like Boss Leone? None other Me. than our beloved Jar Jar Binks. Oh, yeah, Jar Jar. Yeah. Yeah. So Jar Jar and has to also like, voiced by Ahmed Best. Yes, this one is voiced by Ahmed Best and not. Uh, what was that Wait, guy's uh, name again? Voldemort. Voldemort. DJ <laughs> BJ Hughes. Yeah, who doesn't exist? It's like, yeah. No. We'll do a Man, Patreon guys, exclusive episode on him one if day. If you guys, okay, tiny little aside, guys. I brought up BJ Hughes once, and we went on like an hour and a half tangent, and Savannah couldn't talk. It was the I was so distracted that I, I just said we need to record the show again because I couldn't even focus on what we were talking about because I just couldn't figure out who this <laughs> BJ Hughes guy was. Because guess what? He doesn't exist. He's not a real person. He doesn't. He's not a not real, real person. Nope. So I can't get on this tangent <laughs> we're not, again. I literally we're not going to go, go down there. that road again. <laughs> but it, We'll guys, do a Patreon a episode on this one day because it, it does. Uh, it's a ra- It is a true rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. And I've searched for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, <laughs> and hours online trying to figure out who this person is. And uh, true, he doesn't exist. I, spe- I, I sent her spiraling downwards, guys. It was amazing. It was a really bad but, day. <laughs> but this episode, yes. uh, Ahmed Best is the voice of Jar Jar and Boss Leone, which is pretty cool, I think. Well, I mean, it's essentially almost the same person. But Okay, first off, how dare you? 
Not all Gungans are the same. <laughs> Secondly, I think it's awesome. It is cool. <laughs> I just love it that he came back to do stuff in the Clone Wars. Um, you and me. Because I think that both. was probably really tough for him to step into the Star Wars spotlight again. Definitely. But you know what? He's the best. He is. Get it? Yes, I, I get it. Oh, that's what it's like having a word as a last name. Preach, brother. It's like the, the, the balance is strong with you. That's exactly right. You could never yeah. do that about me. I I mean, there's got to be. Give me give me a few days. I'll come up with a pun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so there's yes. a new minister in the Gungan people named yeah. Rish Lu. Rish Lu. And he is... Uh, a witch doctor. He is very interesting. <laughs> he is. I like him. He's all got like a bone in his nose and he's shady AF. Yes, shady and AF. I uh he's 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 weird. Yeah. I like it. I don't remember a ton about this episode, but uh Anakin and Padme basically have to like help Jar Jar, aka Boss Leone. And yeah. they discover In more ways than one. Yeah, yeah. In more ways than one. But they, they discover that Rish Lu has, like, escaped, and Anakin goes after him. And then we have this situation with uh, Tarples, which is now, he's now General Tarples. Mm-hmm. And My favorite Gungan. General Grievous is there uh, to intervene. And I believe this is the episode where Anakin is, like, unconscious, and he encounters Grievous. Am I correct? I think so. This is where they uh, they trade them off, isn't it? Yes. So this was a really big deal when this happened because I remember, <laughs> uh, like I said earlier, they would show the episode and then they would show a preview for the next episode. And when we saw the preview mm-hmm. for the next episode, we saw the back of Anakin facing General Grievous. And everyone was like, nope, you can't do oh, that. Boy. Because in episode three, Anakin says, oh, you're shorter than I expected. So it's like that's his first encounter with Grievous. Um, yep. And we were just like, do not screw up the timeline. Like, it's canon. Don't mess with it. And then mm-hmm. we then we find out that he was actually unconscious during that little meeting. So he didn't actually see Grievous. So everything's okay. But I just remember a lot of fanboys, like, freaking out over that whole situation. Sure. Um, what did Tiny Savannah think? I probably didn't care <laughs> because I didn't care about Anakin. You were too busy hating on the Gungans and Padme's outfits. You know, basically. I really liked her <laughs> outfit in this in this episode, though. Yeah, good point. Good point. Very uh, Phantom Menace reminiscent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that happened. What ends up at the uh, end of this episode? Oh, you know, it all works out. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> uh, but the next episode, mm-hmm. we we get into some weird territory again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of like it. Let's talk about like this. Let's talk about this. For, first, what did what did Tiny Savannah think? Loved Do we have a review? Because <laughs> guess what? Sweet. Commander Wolf is in it. You're right. Commander the Wolf Pack is in it. Yep. So this episode got an 8 out of 10 for me. Um, wow. I my first reaction said Commander Wolf, Commander Wolf, Commander Wolf with three exclamation points. Can you tell that I like this guy? I enjoyed this episode <laughs> because it was cute and not our normal Clone Wars episode, but it was still done very well. The Alinas were lighthearted characters and didn't really serve a grand purpose, but Orphney 
Oh, it says Orphney was also an awkward character. But other than that, this episode Uh-oh. was good. So basically, I only gave it an 8 out of 10 because I got to see Commander Wolf's face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everything around him was like, eh, eh but Wolf but was he there. Was in and it and he was looking good. Um, and this was when the Wolf Pack got their phase two armor. So this was like True. really exciting for me because the Wolf Pack got the most armor upgrades out of all the clones and here they are the first ones being seen in this new phase two mm-hmm. armor i was a very happy True. girl um good i also at this time i can't remember if i loved 3po or didn't love 3po i now love 3po like he's a, he's great i love him um but in this episode the wolf pack makes a lot of fun of 3po and i just thought it was really Really hilarious. <laughs> Even if you like 3PO, it's like they start picking on him. So you're like, ha, yeah, take yeah, that, 3PO. Right? <laughs> oh, man. I'm one of the wolf pack. Yeah. This this episode, I remember. So, I mean, James Arnold Taylor is the Alina chief. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can v- very much tell, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty funny. But when they go to this, like, subterranean sewer hole thing <laughs> that just opened up, because whatever. Yeah. And then you meet the Kendalo. Which are still like mysterious tree people things. It's like Lord of the Rings. I'm still like, what happened yeah. down there? So th- and they're like, we're not going to talk about this it. This was like, like a really cool. trippy episode. It was. Uh, and the next one is trippy as well. Um, yeah. But in this episode, the wolf pack and C3PO go to the planet of Aline, which are where the mm-hmm. Alinas live. And the, uh, the king, King Manchucho. Manchucho. <laughs> I love that. Um, he's saying that there's something that's like disrupting their village and, and their people are scared and the wolf pack has to identify what's going on. And like you said, mm-hmm. they go down this like rabbit hole. Uh, I, I actually referenced Alice in Wonderland whenever I talked about this because it kind of reminded me of I can see that, that whole deal. Yep. Um, and R2-D2 and C-3PO like go underground to find out what's going on and there's these weird mystical tree people and then there's this um like fairy gypsy alien girl named orphany and they she gives them a riddle and she goes you can run but cannot walk you have a mouth but cannot talk you have a head but never weep you have a bed but never sleep ask yourself who are you so when I first watched the episode, I like was very genuine about it. I was like, "What? It's a ri- it's a river!" Yeah. Hey, hey. And then it was, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Mind you, I was by myself at like three in the morning. Yeah. Watching it, but still felt good to figure it out. Yep. So it was a river, um, and basically, I think uh, there was like a water seal that was messed up, and so they had to fix that. Um, yep. And then everything was fine, and that was the end of the episode. But it was just weird because this Orphany girl was like magic. Yeah, she's very mystical, so she's not ne- she's not really a, a force user, but she's almost like a just like a fairy. I mean, she turns into yes. this little cloud of like little twinkly fairy things, and she's just totally. We still to this day have not seen anything like her in Star Wars, uh, nope. so I don't know what the heck was going on there. (laughs) I like it. It reminded me of like, uh, like the night sisters, but on the good side, that's, that's exactly what Dave Filoni says when he describes, Oh really? Yep. He says that 
because someone asked him if she is a force user and he said no but she could be in touch with the force uh in a different way similar to mother Towson, but on the good side that's exactly how he ah. compares it um great minds but it's so funny because looking back at this episode now i'm just like i never go back and watch this episode it is not on my list of faves at all and it is so by itself as well. It is. Like it doesn't really tie into anything. You never see the Kandalo again. You never see Orphney again. Like it's just its own thing that happens. It's like, it, well, no, because Mortis does come in later on. But it's like very separate. Like the Clone Wars are going on at this time. Yeah. And they're just like, let's go down this rabbit hole and meet a fairy and tree people. Right. What? In Star Wars? Right. Well, that's why, yeah. like, this season as a whole uh the second half even like from unbara to the end of the season it's very serious yep. in the beginning though there's just like so much weird stuff going on and that's why a lot of people started using the word filler in this season because they were uh. saying that like uh, shadow warrior and mercy mission and nomad droids were like filler episodes which i kind of agree with because they <gasps> don't, I mean, they don't really have a big purpose in the overall story, you know? They're just, that like, silly. That we know of. Brian. That we know of. Brian. <laughs> That's the best part about Star Wars right now with the things that are not canon and things that are and some things that are making the jump and being made canon. It's so, like, you never know. Mm -hmm. What if, like, two years from now we see Orphney in something or, like, read her in a book? You never know. But they're going to do that because they have to make it look like it's important, but it's really not. I mean, you can say that now. You can Five say that now. Five years from now, older Savannah will be like, oh my gosh, Orphne is such a goddess and she means so much <laughs> to <know. them." laughs> And older Brian's going to be like, I told you yeah. so. That's going to be the best. You'll sound like Dwayne. I, w I will. <laughs> yeah, because that, that much time will have passed. Yes. <laughs> I remember the Orphne. I called her Daphne accidentally. <laughs> She was here with the tree people. I knew she'd come back around. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's what's going to happen. But, like, I don't Dude, totally so cool. hate this episode now. It just, it seems out of place. Um, and, yeah, it's kind of all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. I, I feel that way about the next episode. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, not a I'm not a fan of the next so episode. So, can I read my 15-year-old synopsis? Uh-oh. So yes. this is the synopsis that I read after or that I wrote after I watched the entire first half of season four. So I wrote this during the mid-season break. Nomad droids. Oh boy. This episode was a disaster! Exclamation <gasps> point. All of the Alice in Wonderland and Wizard of Oz references were horrid and the overall plot was just silly. I can understand if young children enjoyed this episode because the droids were cute. Aside from that, anyone ages 13 and up should cringe at this episode. I watched it once and will never watch it again. Awful. Two out of ten. Wow. Like, that is what the scathing. heck? <laughs> um, man, I just, Horrid. I want to know what made me this way. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't Why really remember like being <laughs> like this. And at this time, uh, like when I was writing all these reviews, those reviews got a lot of views actually. And uh, uh -oh. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know Because hate spreads fast. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. Um, the, next, the next reviews are awesome though so that's the last of the um negative the ones. bad ones yeah. so it's uh yeah i i mean i wouldn't go as far as to say it's horrid 
I mean, granted, how old were you at this time? I was 15. I was way too old to be talking like okay, that. Okay, so you know. I, well, no. <laughs> I was very out of line for the, being that the, there's a, there's a lot of uh, There's a lot of mental things going on at that age, so I'll give you a pass on it. But this episode <laughs> was like, so I don't mind when things inspire other things. I'm not the biggest fan of when it's so blatant. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like when you watch the uh, episode before this, you're not like, oh, this is clearly Alice in Wonderland. Like, they even did the shots. They even right. had a girl who, like, like if they were eating treats that made them bigger or smaller, right. that'd be a little too on the nose. I agree. You know? And I feel like this episode, personally, was a little too on the nose. Yeah. It was very Gulliver's Travels and Gulliver's Wizard Travels. of Oz. Yeah. You know? Like, there's straight up a hologram of being like, oh, I'm the, the, this and whatever. Like, yeah. it's Wizard of Oz. Like, it's not... It's borderline uh, a ripoff of the story but that seems kind of harsh there's a willow uh, reference too so it's like they they just pulled from so many different things and threw it all in one pot mixed it up and gave it to us like that's kind of what happened yes like i if any episode was going to be a filler it'd be this one yeah i think uh like now that we've seen the entirety of the clone wars out of all the episodes we've ever been given this one is like the lowest on all of I think you're right and I hate to say that because I don't want to be rude and nasty but it it truly was such an out of place slow uh just it was just barely added like at least the last episode added you know tree people and spiritual things and like a fairy like that's okay we we didn't know that existed beforehand now we do that's another aspect of the force cool and I feel like it was still entertaining because you didn't eh. know what was going to happen next whereas this one because they were pulling so much from things that we've already seen uh it was right it was just very like okay well we know what's happening now okay okay this is going to happen next and it just true yeah so rtd2 and c3po are like on this planet of little people and it is just straight up uh gulliver's travels there's really (laughs) no other way to explain it it's true i did i did think it was funny when he fell and like squished the king and then the rest (laughs) of the episode he's just wearing the king's blood i was like oh god i know it's pretty gross so i i did enjoy that but the rest of it was like "Eh, all right i mean eh yeah Eh, um, I'm good. But we did get the wolf pack at the very end of this episode, so that was the only reason why I gave it a two out of a ten, and only, you know. Oh, of course, of course. Of it's so funny that yeah. I was so into uh, the wolf pack back then because now I am just a little indifferent because of some things that happened uh, in the, I believe in the next season. So we'll talk about it then. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But the wolf pack was like mm. the only reason why I was. <laughs> That's really all you need. On the internet, apparently. really, because I just wanted to talk about uh, the Wolf Pack and Cad Bane. So, mm-hmm. uh, if it weren't for those two characters, for Wolf and Bane, I probably would not have a blog or be podcasting to this day. So, despite my nasty comments back then, it all yeah. led to pretty good things. Yeah. Kind of. It worked out. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do we want to move on? I don't really know if I have much to say about Nomad Droids. Uh, I mean, we said everything, right? Yeah. Like, what Like what more can be said? Let's move on it? to the best arc of the Clone Wars ever. Yeah. Woo, this is emotional. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this arc was the first time I had, like, a, 
a, a, a big reaction oh, when good. watching the Clone Wars. Good. This was the this was the one where I was like, oh wow, I'm thoroughly invested in the show now. Where before it was like an episode, I was like, oh that was cool. Oh that was really good. All right, that was good. Yeah. This one I was like, what? Yeah. I got really really upset. I think in this episode this was a this big arc. turning point. So we talked about in season three that like the Night Sisters arc was a really big turning point in the Clone Wars, and a lot of stuff was awesome after that. But then you know we kind of slumped a little bit in the beginning of season four. And then this arc is what really ramped it back up even higher than where we were at the end of season three. Like this just took it on a completely mm-hmm. different level. Um, Agreed. And to this day, this is my favorite arc. And this is the most emotional I've ever been while watching the Clone Wars. I know a lot of people were very emotional when Ahsoka's story wraps up in the Clone Wars. Uh, and I really was a little indifferent about that when it premiered. Um, sure. But this was like crying a lot (laughs) yeah um so the umbara arc is made up of four episodes the first one is darkness on umbara the next one is the general and then we have plan of descent and carnage of krell um yes and i believe these were premiered at lucasfilm as a whole like as a mini movie Oh, cool. I think. Um, I could be wrong, but I think a group of fans got to see this as one full movie, um, which at the time I was really jealous of when I finished all the episodes because I was like, man, these are so good. I would love to watch them in order. And now, thankfully, we can do that via Netflix. Back then, I think I had a DVR and I would like record each episode and then have to like play them one after the other. No, you know, but it was. It wasn't like watching them all at one time. Um, I had to wait a week uh-huh. between each episode, which was awesome. Like my reactions to this <laughs> are just so fun to read again. Um, sure. Yeah. So the the title of this season of season four was called Battle Lines, and this is just oh. like, I mean, it just describes the Umbara arc. Yes, um, I would agree. Th- my very first line about my uh, review of Darkness on Ambara says, I have mixed feelings on the entire plot. Hopefully I can sort them out in this review because there's <laughs> just so much going on. Uh-huh. So uh, in the first episode, we have uh, Captain Rex in his new phase two armor. We have Fives and Anakin, and then we have Obi-Wan's battalion and a new Jedi master named Pong Krell. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> he is the same species as Dex from Dexter's Diner in Attack of the Clones. Is that correct? Yes, it is. And he is a, be- a Besalisk. That's what they're called. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. What was your very first reaction to him? So, um, the first time I ever saw Pong Krell, I mentioned before, was at Celebration 6. There was somebody cosplaying as him. Yes. And had the full forearms, two double-bladed lightsabers, stilts, like, looked amazing. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know who that was Mm -hmm. at the time. I was just like, what? There's a Dex Jedi? That's awesome. So when I first saw him, I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. It's like, I know he has two double-bladed lightsabers, which is amazing. And then he's a dick. And I was like, what? (laughs) What's, What's happening? And then he just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And I was really, really, really upset. Oh. Like, I remember at the time I was, like, almost live-tweeting it. Oh. This was years ago. Yeah. And I was like, who is this guy? Mm. 
And I was like, this guy, he says he's a Jedi, but he's awful. He's horrible to everyone. He's not taking Rex into account. He won't even call him Rex. Yeah. I was like, he's calling everyone by their designations. I was like, this is not a Jedi. And I I got so offended by this character. Like, I was just ranting on the internet. I was like, this is ridiculous. What are they doing? It's like, this This is not a Jedi. What is happening? Yeah. Like, it made me so angry. And like, I was I offended. Offended is the perfect word. I was genuinely offended by everything Krell was doing because he was a Jedi master. And I was like, what? How's, I, no, 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 no. Uh, do you want to yeah, so know issue. what I thought of him? I I'm I'm guessing from what I know of you now and what I've heard of Tiny Savannah that you absolutely love him. I liked him. <laughs> I liked him. Yep. So here's what I said about him after I saw the first episode. <laughs> so you have to remember when I review these, it's like I've, I I'm only talking about that episode because I haven't seen the ones after it. So right. um, I said it was very refreshing to watch a new Jedi, Pong Krell. His leadership style is definitely out of the ordinary. I enjoyed seeing him whip Rex into shape. By the way, guys, I hated <gasps> Rex during the Clone Wars. Um, oh, man. But I think he was overly arrogant at times. Um, and I said, um, Krell also should have been using those double-bladed lightsabers instead of standing around and giving orders. <laughs> Captain uh. Rex's loyalty and friendship to his troop was really great to see. So that's a little shocking that I even said that because I didn't really care for Rex at the time. Sure. Um, and I said, this this episode overall wasn't my cup of tea, but the next few episodes should wrap it up nicely. So I think I was just uh, a little confused at, was, at what was going on and uh-huh. wasn't sure how to feel about everything. Um, but I remember liking Man. all of the different tones, like how serious this battle was starting to become. And it really brought a yes. lot of depth to the Clone Wars and... I mean, we've seen these clones in wars during the series, but this is this is like really the most serious one that they've been in. Uh, Agreed. Because they're just like kind of blindly fighting, and they don't know what's really going. And on. they're losing. And they're losing, yeah. So big time. Um. So yeah. So Ponkrell in the first episode, like you said, was just like a jerk to say the least, and mm-hmm. he only calls them as like arc. 5555, you know, CT 7567, he will not call them their uh, given names that they go by, uh, which Awful. is just insane. Uh, I also really liked the design of Embara because it was dark. It was like yeah. very, uh, not fluorescent it was, yeah, or luminescent. It was very luminescent and very mysterious because yep. of the fog. Like you really can't see too far ahead of you. And it just... Ugh, like that environment was so good. The animation in this arc Agreed. is like the best it gets in the Clone Wars, in my opinion. It's so good. I agree. It makes me so excited to think about what the new episode of the Clone or the new season of the Clone Wars will look like next year. Cause right. It's just like, ugh, it's gonna be so good. Um. So yeah. So the next episode is called the General, and let's see. Let's see what mm. I thought about the General. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so here we go here we go first line of my review i said all right it's official two exclamation points the umbara oh. arc is quickly redeeming star wars the clone wars tonight's episode was by far my favorite out of all four seasons it blew me away so it's a good reaction i was really uh, really excited here's what i said about krell in this episode 
I said, Krell is a total bombad Jedi, and I love him for it. Some say that he's a jerk, but even though his methods are out of the ordinary, they are effective, and he gets the job done. I also like it when Krell uses his top two arms and folds the bottom ones. That's a really cool touch. Um, So I was, like, all for him. I was Mm. all for him. How are we friends? I don't know, but you'll you'll (laughs) know at the end of this what happens with my thoughts. Um, oh, and I gave man. this episode a 10 out of 10. Um, wow. Yeah, I was loving it. Ugh, I was very upset. <laughs> Especially because, if I'm not mistaken, was this the episode when Corel uh, uh, was basically like, all right, I need you to send all your guys up on the main road. And Rex is like, we'll just be slaughtered. Like, we need to go around the corner. We have cover. Like, we can flank them. And Corel's like, did I stutter? And you're like, what? I don't. You're literally sending your dudes to die. Yeah, I think I think it was this one. Um, I think Couldn't so. Couldn't stand it. Um, Couldn't stand but it. But Fives and Hard Case, I think this is the episode where they like... Steal the they ship. They steal the ship. Yeah. Yeah. There's like really cool ships that they control with their hands in like these yep. little like orbs. Um, and they lose a lot of troops in this episode and that's when like rex and fives are like dude we can't keep doing this this is this is a really bad idea like really bad tactics and krell is just like you guys are dispensable i don't care um yeah when he's like don't talk back to me because you're something that grew in a lab like he wasn't even acknowledging them as human beings yeah oh i just hate him so much like god this 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 was one of the episodes i was like this guy is a jedi yeah I, i was not I was not happy at all. Did you suspect that he was like fishy or? Surprisingly, no. See, I think <laughs> I this like, really took fishes. everyone by surprise because I remember going through each episode of this and I don't remember having conversations with anyone and I was like really involved in forums at the time. So I was uh-huh. always reading people's thoughts, uh, which I would never do now. But <laughs> I don't really remember people expecting him to turn out how he did. No, because I mean, prior to this, when did a Jedi go to the dark side? You know what I right. mean? Like, Bear Sophie hadn't done it yet. You know, so like, we didn't have a whole lot of like canon examples mm-hmm. of Jedi falling to the dark side. Where we actually see it happen. Ex- exactly. So I don't think that was something that would be a readily available idea mm-hmm. uh, when something like this happens. Like, when a Jedi's being awful, you're not like, oh, he's definitely going to go to the dark side. You're like, Wow, he's just awful. Is this is this what we are? Like we kind of took it at face value. Yeah. Which I kind of which I kind of like. I enjoy that that like there's room for surprise as opposed as opposed to like overanalyzing it to where it's not a surprise anymore. You're just like, oh, I was right. Ha! Huh, yeah. Look at that. Yep. Went to the dark side as opposed to like, <gasps> I knew it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh. I, it's I just hate wild. him. <laughs> I know. The fact that he literally calls them dispensable. I know. You know, it's like, you're nothing. You have a number. I will not call you by your name. Uh, you were grown in a lab, so don't talk back to me. Mm-hmm. I'm a Jedi. And I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah. I was real upset. It was, he, was just, he was just making the Jedi look really bad. Yeah. And it was like giving people who were anti-Jedi more ammo. Mm-hmm. And I was just really upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. But good on... Uh, uh, I, this is this episode is why I really like Hard Case. Mm-hmm. He's like one of my favorite clones. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good plan. Yeah, and it worked. I mean, they did get the ship. Yeah, the next episode I think is actually the one where you're talking about where Krell sends them down that path. 
Um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I think gotcha, it's gotcha. the next one. It, 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 it's hard it's to remember everything in order because there's so much that happens in these four episodes, but I, it might be the next one. Um, one of the episodes. Yeah. Um, ugh, I just, I hate how sad they I are. mean, this is hailed as, like, arguably the best arc of the series. Oh, like whenever 100%. you talk, to, whenever whenever you talk to anybody, you're like, "Oh, Clone Wars, what's your favorite?" Umbara. Nine out of ten times, you're gonna get the Umbara. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it was it's especially like awesome to me because the clones were my absolute favorite thing in all right. of the show. I mean, a lot of girls at that time were like gung ho on Ahsoka. You know, a lot of people liked seeing more of Anakin and Obi Wan, but for me, it was like always about the clones and their individuality, and we get to see them make a lot of really tough choices in this arc and yep a lot of heartbreaking stuff happens yeah that's that's one way to put it yep and then is it is it dogma yes dogma Do- dogma's the one that like takes krell's side yeah so everyone is I'm kind like, of resistant happening? against krell except for dogma and dogma kind of rats him out um he is he's the snitch um, yep makes sense and, for his name yeah yeah uh fives and hard case and jesse are the ones that are trying to overcome everything that's going on and they're like really banding together and rex knows about it um and dogma is like super skeptical skeptical uh and Mm -hmm. basically rats them all out um god and this is i think this is the episode where hard case sacrifices himself basically right um to blow up the um i don't even factory thing yeah. hanger yeah like whatever a, it's called i don't know what you would call it but there's a bunch of <laughs> the bad guys place yeah the bad guys <laughs> hq um yes and we also get to see apo in this episode yeah. which is the clone that kind of leads the 501st in uh, episode three you mean the one that murders children? Um, you know, is that, that the one? too. Is that the one? <laughs> <laughs> is that the one you're talking about? I guess so. Yeah. God. So at the end of this, Krell is uh, ordering that Fives and Jesse be court-martialed and executed because they disobeyed his orders, which was like, what the heck? <laughs> yep. I mean, that was unheard of. Um, Furthering my anger. Yeah, unheard of. In this In this arc. Yep. I'm trying to find uh, my... Oh, here we go. Here we go. The only thing that I disliked about this episode is that Krell didn't use his lightsabers. Sigh. Uh. Maybe in the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really... I just want to see him use them. Yeah. I said... uh, I said... This is hilarious. I said, Hardcase's bravery and interesting sacrifice was heartbreaking. He was just starting to grow on me, and then this had to happen. At least he died with honor. As I've stated before, some people are starting to hate Kral for being so arrogant and mean. I don't like how he treats the clones, but I do like how he doesn't take trash from anyone. Oh, my God. I don't know what <laughs> I was thinking. Like, man. There's this other side of you that's just there. God, it's so dark. Very, so very dark. dark, yeah. Um. Sheesh. Oh, man. <laughs> like, Whoa. Like I don't love his methods, but they work. This is crazy. Uh, I posted the preview uh, clip. So at, oh the, no. at the bottom of the review that I wrote for Plan of Descent, 
I said, I would rate this episode a 10 out of 10. Even though season four started off shaky, the Umbara arc is quickly raising the bar. Below is a preview mm-hmm. clip for next week's Clone Wars episode, Carnage of Krell. It looks like it'll be an interesting one to watch. And I must admit, I will still love Krell, even if he is a clone killer. What, what? the heck? This show's You over. know why I was... <laughs> Why I said that is because Wolf wasn't out there. Oh, right. Yeah, can you imagine if Wolf had showed up at the end, like, we're taking you in, and then he killed Wolf? Ugh, never would have been okay <laughs> with that. I probably would have stopped watching the show altogether. Wow. Yeah. The, 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 the girl that loves clones is like, you know what? Krell could take out a few. It's because Still love the 501st Battalion didn't have my heart, but in the next episode, we uh, we have some issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you were all talk. You're like, he could kill some clones. I'd still and love I'm him. Like, no, and then he starts massacring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he starts cutting clones down. You're like, I was kidding. I didn't mean it. <laughs> um, Careful what you wish for, Tiny I know, Savannah. I know. It was awful. I think the, the, the best and most impressive thing in this arc is the voice acting from D. Bradley Baker because he played you know, 90% of the characters in these episodes because he plays all the clones and somehow he is able to give them all such unique voices with the same tone. It's amazing. Amazing. He's incredible. Yeah. I love it. Me too. Yep. So uh, let's go into the next episode. Here we go. We need to have a moment of silence. I mean, (sighs) yeah, it's just... I mean, is this is this isn't the last one, right? It's one more. No, this is the last one. Carnage of Krell is the last one. Really? Mm-hmm. God, they pack a lot there into it. There is a lot in this one. It's like it's Sheesh. so great though. Like I was on the edge of my seat in, in this episode. I remember literally sed- sitting on the edge of my couch just like distraught and like sweating <laughs> in this episode. Oh yeah. Especially like, you know, hey, by the way, uh the enemy has taken some of our armor, so just be aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty. So, dirty, dirty, dirty. Oh, man. So in the beginning of this episode is when Fives and Jesse are supposed to be court-martialed and executed under Captain Rex's orders. Like, he is the one that's supposed to take mm-hmm. care of business. Uh, God, I hate this. And Fives and Jesse, <laughs> I hate it so much, it makes me want to vomit. Um, Fives and Jesse are, like, standing in front of a firing squad that's led by Dogma, who is such a spineless little duty and yep. uh fives is like pleading them to 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 have loyalty to their brothers and you know do the right do thing the for right once. thing and not be <laughs> like uh brainwashed basically um yep. and so dogma is like whatever dude and he orders the execution squad to fire which made me like freak out and the clones intentionally miss. So, whew. Yep. We like. It's a good moment. We're okay. Yeah. So that was awesome. But Dogma is still a little butt. Um, yeah. For real. Yeah. And so now they're like preparing for another battle. And Krell tells them that the Umbarans are possibly using clone armor. And they should be. They should uh, be aware of that. So, God. they think they are fighting disguised Umbarans. The 501st is shooting at Umbarans wearing 12, 212th Battalion armor, which is Obi-Wan's battalion. <sighs> yep. 
And then they discover that they are literally shooting at clones. Yep. And Krell knew Their, this. Own, Their brothers. own brothers. And at one point, ugh, this part made me sob. At one point, um, mm-hmm. oh God, I hate this. They discover that yeah. Waxer has been shot. And mind you, he's here with his new armor. He's still got Numa painted on his new helmet. My little baby. And Waxer's like dying. And he's like, his last moment is telling Rex that General Krell gave them the same orders that he gave to Rex. And he goes, he told us they were wearing our armor. And he just like dies right there. And he has a single tear running down his cheek. And then he dies and oh man like yep talk about a tragic dark <laughs> a tragic time <laughs> like yeah, well yeah oh, he had, he had his own clones kill their own brothers yeah man i hate him i hate him too <laughs> and this just added to it even more so mm-hmm. it just kept it just kept piling and uh uh, uh, I hate it. I don't like it's it. It's awful. Um, I would like. I need. I'm wondering who wrote this episode. I I want to know like who came up with uh this story because this is some pretty heavy stuff. Um, yes. But basically, after they discover this, they obviously band together and they take off their helmets and look at each other and just like sob. It's it's awful. Which is you know, same. Yep. Same. <laughs> Sobbing with you. Um, and they are, I think they go to General Krell. So Dogma is still an idiot. He left because <laughs> uh, he's scared. Yep. And Krell ends up ambushing them. Yep. And he finally uses his lightsabers. <laughs> D- does he? <laughs> and I hated him, but I still loved it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. When they called him out on it, it's like, you did this. He goes, oh, I so uh, it's treason, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to talk back to me now, huh? Yeah. All right, well. Yeah, and there are these like crazy, almost Sarlacc creatures on the planet that are grabbing clones and throwing them around. And yeah. I really thought that Krell was going to die that way. I did too. Uh, I did too. He, I'm he glad did he didn't. He did not. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't. Yeah. Because he deserved much worse. Yeah. So uh, Dogma ends up turning against Krell and, you know, says he's a traitor and, you know, ends up being a good dude finally. About time. I know. It's a cool moment because it's Rex, right, that's going to execute him. Yes. And he's like, all right, we're going to do this. And then Dogma does it so that Rex doesn't have to. Yeah. I thought that was neat. But I so this was the biggest moment of relief for me when Krell comes out and he's like, I've seen the future, Dooku's gonna win and I'm gonna be his apprentice. I was like, Oh thank God, yeah. he's evil. Yeah. Whew, <laughs> wow. Like it the biggest sigh of relief because <sighs> up until now I was still like, Oh, he's still a Jedi, he's just being horrible and right. somebody is allowing this. <sighs> you know what I mean? And then when he came out evil, I was like, Oh thank God, it is He's evil. It's cool. He's not one of us, guys. Yeah. He, he switched. Yeah, he's, he said it. We're good. I was like, oh. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's kill him. Let's do what we got to do. Yeah, so Rex is supposed to, to shoot Krell and execute him, but Dogma actually steps up and does it first, which is awesome. Great that moment. Was, that was, uh, like, the best ending you could want because 
of how crappy he was the whole time. True. Um, it, re- it redeemed both of them. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's uh, Fives who says to Rex, you know, one day this war is going to end. And there is a fan video that I'm going to link in our show notes. It's ca- I think it's called Someday This War Will End. And it's just a really oh. cool video that someone edited with uh, like this really emotional song. And I remember finding this like after the Umbar episodes happen and after I found this video on YouTube and I would just like sit in my room and cry. Like so emo, <laughs> so emo, so dramatic. Uh, but it just like really upset me. Um, anyways, it's a good video. I'll link it below. But this arc took like all the life out of me. Yeah. Um, can I read some of my thoughts? Yes, 15 year old thoughts. Um, Tiny Savannah thoughts. Yeah, this is like one of my longest reviews, which they weren't long, but at that time this seemed long. So I said, now that's what I call an episode. The Clone Wars team is finally getting their act together. The Umbaran arc (laughs) was immensely impressive. There's never been greater episodes from this series. Um, God, I'm so stupid. I said, (laughs) I said the beginning of this episode was good, but not fantastic. I felt that the execution was a bit predictable and not very climactic. Guys, that's a lie. I was shocked. (laughs) I was trying to be cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I see through your lies, tiny Savannah. Yeah, I said, um, uh, I was pleased to see the great and iconic scene of Rex putting on his helmet before he revealed General Krell's unjust actions. Krell's sarcasm and deep laugh was a nice touch to his evil personality. I was blown away blown away by his four-way force push and was excited to finally see his double-bladed lightsabers in use. And I said I was actually hoping that Krell would be eaten by the Sarlacc, but it kept the following scenes suspenseful. Um, here's what I said about him dying. <laughs> <laughs> I said the final few minutes were upsetting for me. While Krell deserved to be killed for his horrible deeds, I still hope for him to live. His character was something what? completely new to the Clone Wars and very enjoyable to watch. I've also decided that Captain Rex will probably never follow Order 66. If he was having difficulties killing this evil man, he was... Oh, I, I didn't write this right. I guess I said uh, he was... What am I trying to say here? I don't know. <laughs> Get oh, to it, he tiny will, Savannah. He will greatly battle killing his general and best friend, a.k.a. Anakin. Um, I said, I'm so glad that Fives and Jesse didn't get executed, but it was no surprise that Krell turned out to be a separatist. Guys, I'm just totally lying here because I was shocked. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. So That's so funny. Yeah, I, <laughs> You're like, I see what tiny me is saying, and I can confirm because I am her. She's lying. She's lying. <laughs> yeah. But I gave it a gave it a ten out of ten. Um That's so funny. Yeah, it was uh it was emotional. I wrote in all caps <laughs> best episode ever. I mean it is insane. I also agree with Tiny Savannah in that the four way force push was really cool. It was cool. awesome. It was yeah. awesome. Um this arc is just incredible. Like I would love I know this will never happen, but I would love to see this in live action. It, I think it would just be so awesome to see, like, I agree. all of that stuff in reality, if that makes sense. Like, I would love to see someone, like, in an actual Krell costume. I'd love to see all the clones facing each other. I'd love to see that planet and see how they would light it. Um, 
I just love everything Agreed. about it. But it is like movie quality. It is a very cinematic arc. And if you watch all four episodes together, it is just mind-blowing. I agree. I I want more aliens in the front. Yeah. Like, that's that's my constant request for Star Wars in live action. Like, that was one of the biggest things that, uh, that bummed me out when I found out in hindsight about Solo, that Dryden Voss was almost a Lasat. Yeah. Like, that would have been so cool. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if we saw a Lasat, like one of Zeb's species, as the main bad guy in Solo? That would have been really creepy. What? Yeah. yeah. Would have been terrifying. But it would have been so cool. So, like, more... More aliens, more creatures up in the front. Give me aliens that are talking, you know? Like, that's something that I that I really, really want to see more of, yeah. aliens talking. Like, we got a little bits here and there. Like, I love that we got Moz, mm-hmm. you know? But I want to I see more. I know. I want more aliens in the front, speaking roles, doing some cool stuff. Like, Pal. That's why I love Pal so much. Mm-hmm. You know, Pal's, like, the only alien in Rogue One that was on the ground in Scarif. Right. Like, it's so cool. More aliens. I love that and they're able d- to do more aliens d- in animation, though. That That's, like, one of the best parts of animation. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I'm not super into Resistance, but I'm watching everything. And the best thing about Resistance is the aliens. They're everywhere. Yeah. All over the place, which is awesome. But it's like, I want to see it in other things, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's figure this out. Yeah. More aliens. So that's basically the first half of season four. Where there's one more episode, but it's it's the beginning of it's either a three or four part arc. So we're gonna just pause here. I think it's a three part arc. Um, yeah. So in the second half of season four, we get a really cool arc. I call it like the Cadavo arc. We get to meet a lot of new characters. We get to see a lot of Ahsoka, which is really cool. Um, and then we get some really neat episodes with Cad Bane. Um, yep. And some new characters. And we yep. get to see Darth Maul. Yeah. we get to see more of the Death Watch. So the rest of the season is super solid. Like, amazing Definitely. episodes. So the next episode where we talk about the rest of season four will probably be long. But it's going to be yep. good. Um, yep. And I can't wait to see what 15-year-old Savannah had to say about those. Yeah. <laughs> I am so glad you found this. God, it's it's awful, but it's amazing. <laughs> I'm wondering uh, if I even reviewed season five because that would be extremely entertaining as I had zero love for Ahsoka. Um, right, it, it right. It would be interesting if I, if I do have reviews of those to read my, my full thoughts on the next season. Um, I agree. God, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um yeah so that was it for the first half of season four overall what are your thoughts on it uh i liked it a lot i liked it a lot i mean the only one that i'm like eh, you know is the nomad nomad droids but outside of that like i dug them all i agree it's a it's solid solid season yeah i think the first arc was a really strong story to open with um, yeah, it was cool. And I think that might be the only reason why the next few episodes are a little lackluster. It's just because they started out really strong and that was a really good arc. And then you just had like a few individual episodes where I think if they used those three episodes to make like a full arc, it would have been better regardless of the story. Um, but right. it's just a little too choppy, you know? Um, sure. But yeah, overall, not bad. Umbara is like the greatest thing that's the ever best. happened. Yeah. Um, 
And I think it's cool that even after getting two more seasons of The Clone Wars, that's still my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I mean, basically two more seasons. The Lost Missions was almost a season, so. Yeah, true. Um, Yeah, so I think, good stuff. I think that's all I have to say. Yeah, me too. It was good. I'm really excited this to talk about one. the next uh, the next arc because it's very good. It is. Good. It is very good. This, I mean, pretty much from here on out Solid. in the Clone Wars, it's just awesome. Yeah, it's where before it's like we had to pick up a little speed, or like the first half was all right, and the second half was amazing. Like from four on, it's pretty much they hit their stride. Yeah. It's just all awesome, with the exception of Nomad Droids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and the animation just keeps getting better and better and better and better. Whereas, like, yes. you know, season one and Absolutely. two, there are definitely improvements, but they're not as drastic. And yep. from now on, it's like there's a lot of drastic things that happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. So very excited to talk about that. Uh, Brian, where can people find you online? People can find me online at Jedi Brian everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Also check out the interesting podcast on iTunes. Got some pretty cool things going on over there that I'm sure you'd enjoy. Also on my Patreon, I have a exclusive show there that you can only find there called the hype show. Uh, it's really fun. And I did a show with Savannah about Kathleen Kennedy that's two and a half hours long. It's great. <laughs> so it's like the greatest two and a half out. hours of my life. <laughs> yes. You want to hear You want to hear Savannah get winded? Yeah. Uh, exhausted. <laughs> yes. You can do that at patreon.com slash Jedi Brian. There's even more stuff coming that way. Uh, a lot of cool things. Yeah. Nice. That's where. Where can people find you? You can find me everywhere at uh, The Dorky Diva, and my website is thedorkydiva.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, we would love that. You can do that at patreon.com slash thedorkydiva. And we want to thank all of our current patrons, Anthony, Ben, Brandon, Brian, Chris, Daz, Daryl, Jen Marie, Jim, Kristen, Michael, Samir, Cherie, Sherry, and Tom. Thank you all so much for your support. We just love all you guys. Our little fam. Yeah. Um, Hope you've been enjoying the little bits of extras. Yeah, we've been really seeing episodes about the Darth Vader comic series, which actually just ended today as we're recording this episode. And so Brian yes. is like currently freaking out and wants to talk yes. about the last issue of the Vader comic series. But we still have a lot of issues to get to I until know. we are at that point of discussion so many issues so left many issues left um i we might be taking a short break from those episodes during christmas and uh, we might pick up in the new year but we'll just have to see we'll have to look at our schedules um yeah the little schedules schedules um but we've been really enjoying that so if you are a patron of ours we hope you're enjoying it too um and if you have any suggestions for extra content that you'd like to see from us in the new year we would love to hear your thoughts yeah. Um, that would be awesome. What if we did like a end of the year roundup thing where like people could send us random questions and we just Ooh, answer them as a show? I love that idea. Would you be into that? I love that idea. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can tweet us at Dorky Diva Show on Twitter or you can email us at Dorky Diva Show at gmail.com. Um, that would yep. be really cool. Ask us any Star Wars related questions you want um, and we'll be happy to answer them. Um, I have nowhere, I have no idea where this will go, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's just a random idea that I had. Like, yeah, just send us questions. And as for like a end of the year slash beginning of the year thing, because this year has been really big for this show. Yeah, this is, uh, I feel like we've accomplished a lot. This is the first year I actually tried. (laughs) 
Yeah, you know, so to celebrate, we can, like, give back to people if they want to know anything, Yeah, you know, about the show or Star Wars things they want us to talk about. We'll do, like, a, a, a listener episode. I love that idea. You know, something like that. I don't think it'd be neat. Just popped into my head, so I said it out loud on the Let's show. Let's do it. <laughs> That's Let's what it's like being it. me. Someone recently sent us an email um, on... They had listened to our uh, season one episode of our Clone Wars review like series. Sweet. And Thank you. And he was suggesting that maybe Jar Jar is a Sith Lord and he's actually Palpatine's master. And that what? would describe some of his crazy, hilarious, you know moments can you imagine that would be the most hysterical thing if that was actually real especially like he's just waiting in the forest of naboo for qui-gon to come along so he can jump on him and like begin his own journey i would love to see like a fan uh art series like a maybe like a mini animation series about what jar jar's pov is as a sith lord Right. Oh, do you want to hear my Jar Jar theory after episode three that I had before the Aftermath books came out and told us what happened? So here we go. Put your tinfoil hats on, my friends. Uh, So I had this idea, uh, I mean, years and years and years ago. So what if, right, Jar Jar after episode three was kind of hailed as a hero by the Empire Mm -hmm. because he was seen as like a visionary who believed in Palpatine from the beginning. And that's why he voted him emergency powers. Oh my god. So he's like, oh, this guy was like such a visionary. Like he was a chancellor. He got attacked, but then he became the emperor. It's like this was a guy who supported him way back mm-hmm. when. So they erected this statue of Jar Jar, like on Coruscant, right? Of like, this is the guy. We have the great galactic empire because this guy believed in Palpatine first. Mm-hmm. Gave us the army and all this stuff. And then Jar Jar had to wrestle with the idea that the true Imperial citizens hailed him as a hero, but he knows that all of his friends like Obi-Wan and Anakin and everybody were killed. And then like wow. that kind of dichotomy. Right? Wow. Right? Interesting. Right? Be kind of be kind of dark. Yeah. But, but you know, it'd be like, because he becomes a senator. You know, he's a well-known figure mm-hmm. throughout the Senate. I mean, we know he ends up being like a juggler for kids on Naboo, <laughs> uh, which also still fits. Yeah. You know, the fact that he's like, stuff's going around all the time and he's like yeah you know i was around but i'm gonna make you smile that's where i'm at i'm like good for you jar jar i love you but i think it'd be neat if he like remained a prominent fixture uh, remained a prominent figure Mm -hmm. and was like hailed as a visionary because he believed in palpatine publicly before everything that would be really interesting right I love jar jar that's my tinfoil hat theory on jar jar i hate that i didn't like him as a youngster (laughs) tiny savannah just didn't understand I have a Jar Jar ornament on my Christmas tree. That's cool. Yeah. It's weird I mean, because I, I loved him as a child. Like when the Phantom Menace came out, I loved Jar Jar. And then I guess I went through some peer pressure times as a teenager. Yep. Uh, you know, I think that was, a, I think that's where a lot of my opinions came from too, is like, it was really hard as, first of all, being a young fan and then being a young female fan. When I expressed my opinions, sure. a lot of people would just come at me like, crazy and just like they would say a lot of mean things and i think a lot of my opinions were shaped by those people um and now i just don't care what people think so (laughs) there you go that's what you gotta do so anyways yeah um we hope you guys enjoyed this episode we will be back next time to talk about season four i'm kind of sad because i feel like we're coming up on the end of our clone wars you know 
discussion yeah. series. I mean, I we mean, only have two more seasons left, and then that's yeah, it. that's true. But then we have four seasons of Rebels. Dun dun, dun 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 dun. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, guys. I'm trying real hard. He wants to discuss Rebels. We need to go back and discuss The Last Jedi. Maybe I'm ready to talk about that now. Oh, what? Maybe. Good. I think I am. Oh, I'm I think so I, ready I, for I mean, that. I've had a full year now to, yeah, to God, figure finally. out my thoughts. So maybe that will be coming in the new year. D- there we go. I mean, we, never, we, we started this afterwards, and did, we did a Rogue One episode, didn't we? No, we did not. I mean, we can just go start from do like episode seven and then episode eight and then Rogue Done. One and then we did a we did a solo. Yes, we did. Yeah, so I mean, we can we can do that. Okay, sounds good. The best part is we can do whatever we want. Okay, we're gonna wrap it up. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Until then, may the force yes. be with you. May the force be with you, guys. <laughs> <laughs>